Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. The vote was yes, but it's not yet a done deal. St. Joseph County this week approved a tax abatement application for Ultium Cells, LLC. Now the company must decide if New Carlisle will be home to its next electric battery plant. This major project will be completed by December of 2027, the latest. That's only if Ultium chooses St. Joseph County. The tax abatement application approval is just the first step in Ultium Cells, LLC, coming to New Carlisle. The economic impact of it is pretty significant. It becomes a great taxpayer. Uh, there's really a lot of benefits. And I think more importantly for people in our area, it becomes a great job opportunity for them too. So you, you would be able to go to work here, advance in your career, really make a nice living and have a great benefit package. Many were in favor of this project coming to the area, including the New Carlisle Town Council. Many others shared their concerns about the plant's impact on the aquifer and traffic. But the economic development team says the company has a plan to address those safety questions. The company's going to participate in aquifer monitoring and uh, installing monitoring wells on site. We really applaud the company for stepping up and, and participating in that. It's work outside of the scope of any, any local or state or, or national uh, requirement. There will also be quarterly training for the local fire departments within this agreement. The expectation is before the plant opens, it will produce $1.8 billion. Once in operation, it's estimated to generate $652 million annually for the area. Representatives from GM and OLTM I spoke with say they appreciate all the support from the local community. They also told me they hope to make the final decision on New Carlisle by the end of this year. If you're interested in learning more about this project, the South Bend Regional Chamber has created a Q&A on their website, covering everything from why here and the environment. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. Experts across the nation say this year is predicted to be one of the harshest flu seasons we've seen in years. Here locally, doctors and clinics are preparing for the impact. They say the prediction comes from a number of factors, including cases on the other side of the world. The Southern Hemisphere sees its flu season before ours. Countries like Australia have struggled severely over the last few months. Doctors here say it's cause for concern as we approach our flu season. And I think I've seen numbers like the worst flu season in five years. Um, Their flu season is just ending now at about the time our starts. Health experts say the flu season in other parts of the world could be a warning for what's headed our way. Australia has been fighting off influenza A and B, and it could be an indication for what the U.S. will see over the next few months. Dr. Dan Nafziger, chief medical officer at Goshen Health, says this year's flu shot targets both strains. There isn't a perfect correlation between what happens in the southern hemisphere and what happens in the northern hemisphere, but there is reason to be concerned if they're seeing a worse flu season uh, in the southern hemisphere that it will follow um, 
in the Northern Hemisphere. Dr. Naf Ziger says loosened coronavirus protocols also opens the door for any and all germs to be spread again. That makes it easy for respiratory illnesses like influenza because they don't need physical contact to spread. The CDC says the flu viruses are mainly spread through respiratory droplets when people cough, sneeze, or talk. When there's a high volume of patients with the flu, it's difficult to make room and time for everyone dealing with an illness. We will have the flu to deal with, but we'll still have some COVID to deal with as well. We're still seeing new cases every week here. So if you put that all together, it's going to make for a very busy uh, illness a year this year. That's why local health professionals are pushing for people to get the flu shot now so there will be less infections later. The South Bend Clinic says it can take about four weeks for the flu shot to be maximally effective. That's why it's open to walk-ins for a flu shot right now. We'll have information on our website for days and times you can go get yours. WSBT 22's and Lurie reporting. Schools across the nation are trying to find ways to combat the teacher shortage. It's one of the reasons schools are employing teachers on emergency permits. It's a way for schools to fill high-need areas with teachers who don't have a license to teach necessarily in that area. According to the Indiana Department of Education's Job Bank, there are over 2,800 open jobs in schools across the state. And when you narrow the search for teachers, there are around a thousand open teaching positions in the state of Indiana and we're two months into the school year. This means school districts are having to get creative to fill classrooms. We have a number of emergency permit teachers in the district that have varying um, journeys on how they arrived at, at that place. That's Brandon White, Assistant Superintendent of Academics for South Bend Community School Corporation. He talked with us about how the district is filling many positions with teachers on emergency permit. An emergency permit is basically a temporary credential so a person can teach something they aren't licensed in. The person must have at least a bachelor's degree and must be working toward a teaching license in the area they want to teach. When we can blend that person's content knowledge with with the sports that we can provide, it still makes us pretty confident in the the education that we are providing to our students. South Bend is one of the school districts in the state with the highest number of emergency permits. According to the educator licensing report to the General Assembly last year, there were 90 original emergency permits issued to the South Bend School Corporation. You can see that's more than any other school in the state. But we would love to have more fully certified teachers entering our classrooms on day one. But right now, with us having having just like every other district in the country facing these teacher shortages, um, at least we do have this emergency permit option to make sure that we are, are staffing our schools. In South Bend and around the state this past school year, emergency permits were focused in many high-need areas like elementary education, math, and language arts. This spreadsheet shows all the emergency permits issued for schools across the state. And this is South Bend Community School Corporations. You can see corporation-wide, 238 emergency permits were issued for the district last school year. Many of them in hard-to-fill areas. Now, these high numbers 
could account for people teaching outside their content area. So for example, maybe a science teacher needed an emergency permit to teach social studies this year. Or look at this, one emergency permit was listed for Arabic. Finding someone who is, is not only fluent in the language, but then also has the desire and the ability to learn how to teach the language um, is a hard area. And so emergency permits do allow us to fill, you know, these hard or, or these unique um, curricular areas, um, but it also adds to the richness of the, of the, um, the courses and classes that we can provide to our students. Nearly every school district in our area has teachers on emergency permits. State data shows PHM had 62 last year. Elkhart Community Schools had 77 last year. Goshen had 50. And now in Indiana, there are more pathways than ever for someone to serve students in the classroom, even without a teaching license. The state now has 10 licensed pathways, including new adjunct teacher permits, which was created during this year's legislative session. So first, I believe it starts with heart um, before anyone having um, an understanding about the pedagogy of teaching. And so I think if someone is dedicated and really wanting to be a part of this profession of educators, I think that's the number one ability that we want someone to have. Of course, there are concerns. While schools work to staff classrooms, there is a worry that unprepared teachers could see higher turnover. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. IU South Bend is relaunching its history tour of South Bend with updates to recognize and honor black history in town. Indiana University South Bend Civil Rights Heritage Center relaunching an updated tour to celebrate and share local black history. This was three years in the making and the center gathered 17 sites that speak to the broad experiences black people have had in South Bend. It includes places like schools, churches, centers of political and social power, all to help people learn about the city's history. Yeah, so I'm standing in front of the former Engman Public Natatorium, the city of South Bend's first indoor municipal swimming pool. And despite that name, public, carved into the concrete, it was anything but public. Um, African-American people had been denied entry for at least 30 years. The pool has been a focus of local action and injustice, and the assistant director says it's important not to replicate mistakes of the past. WSBT 22's Paige Barnes reporting. It's starting to feel like fall with cooler temperatures, shorter days, and longer nights. That means fall colors should be peaking locally over the next month. As you drive around Michigan, you're going to notice that the fall colors are just starting to pop. We're going to see that peak in a few weeks, but what we've had weather-wise the last few months is going to play into that peak, both in terms of duration and in terms of the colors we're expecting to see. It's definitely starting to feel like fall. Temperatures are getting cooler, days are getting shorter, and nights are getting longer. And so that's the trigger that says, bye leaves, um, you're going for the year. But before they fall off the tree, leaves turn beautiful shades of yellow, orange, and red. Gary Harrington is the director of Rum Village Nature Center in South Bend. Surrounded by trees every day, he loves this time of the year with the change of the seasons. For him and fall enthusiasts across Michiana, they have to wait just a little longer. It's been unseasonally hot 
and it's been a little bit dry later in the year. So those factors are affecting the leaf coloration, those beautiful colors that we count on every year. Leaves are green for most of their life due to chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is food for the trees and is produced in excess in the sunny, warm months. As temperatures cool and the amount of sunlight depletes, trees extract the chlorophyll from the leaves, storing the energy into the ground as protection during the winter. When chlorophyll is removed, the vibrant reds, oranges, and yellows appear on the leaves. So for those really vibrant colors, we need things like cool nights, a little bit of rain helps, and plenty of sunshine in the daytime. Here in Michiana, peak typically occurs near October 21st. Because of our recent cool and damp weather, we are on the right track to see vibrant colors for about a week around that peak time. And even if we don't have those conditions early on, it's never too late if we get them in the 11th hour. If you don't have the opportunity to drive north and see those peak colors for yourself, you're not going to have to wait too much longer to see those vibrant colors here in Michiana. WSBT 22's Lynette Grant reporting. A mea culpa from the Edwardsburg superintendent this past week over a controversial speaker. We should have provided advance notice to the parents of all high school students that an assembly would be held on Monday, September 19th, and that the speaker may likely discuss matters related to the subjects of reproductive health. Edwardsburg School Superintendent James Knoll spoke out Monday in response to a controversial presentation made the previous Monday to high school students. Pam Stenzel, a motivational speaker for Life Plan, spoke on topics parents were not made aware of. Many students and their parents say they did not agree with what was in the presentation. The assembly was intended to highlight positive relationships. Many students have said Stenzel spoke on abortion, birth control, and STDs. Specifically, students have told WSBT that Stenzel said abortion equated to the death penalty. Stenzel told them being on birth control can bring you closer to contracting an STD, ovarian cancer, and potentially death. During tonight's Edwardsburg School Board meeting, Superintendent Jim Knoll said in the spring, representative from Life Plan, a nonprofit organization which has helped the district with previous assemblies, approached the high school principal. It was adjusted Stenzel talk about positive relationships. According to Knoll, when the principal researched the speaker, he had some reservations and told representatives of Life Plan to change her presentation to, quote, acceptable topics. He says this request was not communicated directly to the speaker, nor was it followed up by the district. The responsibility for protecting our students and our parents ultimately falls on me as the superintendent. Even though current board policies do not specifically require it, I should have done more to vet the speaker and ensure that uh, notice of the likely content, content of what the speaker would share at the assembly or group would, was provided to parents, along with the opportunity to excuse their children from the assembly. Noel also says that corrective action will be taken so this incident does not happen again. A final report will be completed within the next few days, and the school is negotiating with Life Plan for a video of the presentation to be made available to parents and community members. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 